Hello, I'm Sandra Olwani, pastor here at First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. And on behalf of our staff and entire congregation, I wanna welcome you to this worship experience on the third Sunday of Advent. We are continuing to gather virtually in this time of pandemic, but we know and trust that the spirit is able to bind us together even though we are in separate places. And so in anticipation of God's presence in our life and God's call on our life, let us turn our hearts to worship this day.
Those who dream sow joy. Like Mary, we are called to tend and nurture the dreams God has woven into us. So, we invite you to listen to a story that call us to worship this morning. Once upon a time, there was a little girl who had a terrible day. She left her lunch at home. She skinned her knee on the playground and no one wanted to sit with her on the bus. As she sank into her mother's arms at the end of the day, her mother said, Honey, what was the best part of today? The little girl cried and said, Nothing, the entire day was terrible. So, the mother got down on one knee, wiped away her tears and said, There is always some good. Sometimes we just really have to look for it. The little girl looked up at her mom and said, What is good about today? And the mother said, for starters, you're here in my arms. Friends, anytime we gather together to worship God, we are here in God's arms. May we recognize that gift, and in doing so, may we sow joy. Let, Let us worship, worship Holy God. Those who dream sow joy, and that joy comes from knowing that we are loved by God and are called to do amazing things with our lives. In anticipation for all that God can do in and through us, let us join in the prayer of the day. Creator God, scripture is flooded with dreamlike images, the lion lying down with the lamb, justice rolling like a mighty river, swords being beaten into plowshares the prisoner being set free, good news to the oppressed, the whole world rejoicing. Remind us that to dream is to hope, and to hope is to imagine, 
and to imagine is to wonder, and to wonder is to believe, and to believe is to live and breathe for your promised day. Give us the strength to listen as we dream, O God, for deep down we know your words are the very thing we need. Amen. I dream of dance parties in the kitchen. I dream of laughter that is contagious. I dream of birthday candles and of another beautiful year. I dream of family game nights and dinner parties with friends. I dream of homemade Halloween costumes and homemade family recipes. I dream of pillow forts fireflies, and front porch swings. I dream of every little thing that brings joy, and I know it comes from God. So today, we light the candle of joy as a reminder that God's dream for this world involves the end of all tears. God's dream for this world involves a joy that overflows and is contagious. So may this fire burn bright, and as it does, may we sing. May we dance. May we laugh. May we hold on to the people we love. May we sow joy in a hurting world. And may it be an act of holy resistance. Amen. Amen. Welcome and good morning. We come to this Advent and Christmas season, which is a season unlike any we have experienced. During this pandemic, we have struggled to find ways to be together with family, with friends, and with community. Sometimes we have felt lost and hopeless, and yet our struggles have reminded us what is really important. And through it all, we know that God is with us. Advent reminds us that Christmas is not just about presents and decorations and parties. Just as we have been reminded in the last few months of what is really important, 
Advent gives us a special opportunity to think about what is important in this season. It is a time to reflect on the real meaning of Christmas, preparing our hearts and lives to receive God's greatest gift, love. This year, we have been learning about those who dream. Those who dream, keep awake. Those who dream, prepare the way. Today is the third Sunday of Advent, and we celebrate that those who dream sow joy. With Advent comes the joy of receiving God's gift of love, and we offer joy, making a joyful noise. God's son. The angel who came to Joseph to calm his worry and fear. The angel who told the shepherds the child in the manger was near. Over me. 
before December. In December, we decorate our homes and our churches. But Advent is more than decorations. This special time in December is for preparing our hearts to receive the gift of God's love. This December, may the spirit of Advent fill us with hope, peace, love, and joy. And as the spirit fills us, may we dream big of the ways in which we can bring hope, peace, love, and joy to the world. comes from sharing love and giving. J is for Jesus first. O is for loving others. And Y is for loving yourself. As we experience the joy of the season, we understand that joy comes from our dreams of doing God's work in our world. May we be able to put our dreams into action, even in these difficult times. Remembering the meaning of joy this Advent, we sing a joyful noise.
Isaiah said, and the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son. And you will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. Isaiah said, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And so God was and is with us. to the world. We celebrate our dreams of bringing change to the world. And so we share our dreams with you. I dream to stop racism. I dream to stop coronavirus. My dream is that people help each other. I dream I could set up a commercial train. My dream is the world is happiness. My dream for the world is that coronavirus will end. My dream for the world is to plant 10 trillion trees. My dream for the world is to stop climate change. My dream is that people hug each other. What's your dream?
P is for time. We will take time each day to pray and prepare for the joy of Christmas Day. We will, we will find ways to put our dreams into action and bring God's love to others. Join us, let's make our Advent dreams come true. Ultimately, dreams sow joy, even if that joy doesn't immediately spring forth. Sowing seeds into the soil always feels risky and feeble. How can something so small become something so beautiful, so big, and so nourishing. We listen this morning to the dreamer Mary and her song. She proclaims faith in God's work in her, accomplishing amazing things. Hear her sing the Magnificat, Luke chapter one, verses 46 through 55. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear God from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. God has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise God made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Those who dream sow joy. Of all the weeks of this season and our focus on being people who dream, this one has been the most challenging to me. Wrestling with how to put words together that could help keep the pulse of joy running through our lives. Yes, today words of lament are more readily available to me. I wonder if they are for you too. Yes, words of outrage and anger, words of sorrow and grief, they bubble up as the death toll from the coronavirus continues to climb every day. Over 3,000 people are dying per day and doctors are projecting that well could be the case for even the next few weeks. Now, I was thinking as we approach the one year anniversary of the first stay at home order, which really isn't very far away from now, 
our nation could easily surpass 500,000 deaths from this virus. When one considers all the families and friends that are grieving in these days, our nation is literally in mourning. Empty chairs and vacant tables, especially in these days when we normally gather together to celebrate are a painful reminder of what the virus has taken from us. Hearts are broken and too many lives are shattered. From hospitals across the nation this week came stories of staff publicly pleading, begging for us to stay home, to wear masks, to be vigilant about keeping distance between us. You know, this wasn't only for the patient's sake, but also for their own lives. Healthcare workers are getting sick now at enormous rate and the pressures upon them is relentless. Beds are not the only shortage facing our whole system as there are also shortages of personnel to attend to patients. The system is literally on the edge of a cliff. The staff at hospitals, large and small across this land are having to do the valiant work of seeking to keep it from falling over the edge into collapse. Because too many of us refuse to believe there is a crisis. Too many of us have turned a public health nightmare into some game about freedom and liberty, revealing a deep streak of selfishness and toxic individuality that runs through our society. Those who dream so joy, what does that even mean in our world today? One of the paintings that came with a sanctified arts material was what first caught my attention and drew me to this Advent focus. And it's one of the pieces that's suggested for reflection during this coming week. For those of you who have the devotional, it accompanies this coming Tuesday's meditation. It's a portrayal of Mary, cradling a light as if a newborn child. Created by Lauren Wright Pittman, I found it stunningly beautiful. The colors and light filled me with wonder. And I sense I could touch joy within my soul as I, I gazed upon it imagining the promise of new life and the anticipation of new beginnings. But then I read Pittman's own reflection about this work and discovered there was a depth to this painting that I had missed in my first encounter with it. You see, the inspiration behind her work was not promise or new beginnings, but loss and agony. Pittman wrote, in the wake of George Floyd's murder, artist Titus Kaffer created an image for Time magazine devoted to black mothers. In his image, analogous colors, he depicts a black mother fiercely and lovingly holding her child. However, her child is cut out of the image, leaving a harsh blank hole with shadows where the child should be. I hadn't seen that magazine cover, so I looked it up and sat with its provocative and painful image. In the magazine, Kaffer also wrote a short piece entitled, I Cannot Sell You This Painting. As you gaze on his work, I wanna share his poem with you. I cannot sell you this painting. In her expression, I see the black mothers who are unseen and rendered helpless in this fury against their babies. As I listlessly wade through another cycle of violence against black people, I paint a black mother, eyes closed, furrowed brow, 
holding the contour of her loss. Is this what it means for us? Are black and loss analogous colors in America? If Malcolm could not fix it, if Martin could not fix it, if Michael, Sandra, Trevon, Tamir, Brianna, and now George Floyd can be murdered and nothing changes, wouldn't it be foolish to remain hopeful? Must I accept that this is what it means to be black in America? Do not ask me to be hopeful. I have given up trying to describe the feeling of knowing that I cannot be safe in the country of my birth. How do I explain to my children that the very system set up to protect others could be a threat to our existence? How do I shield them from the psychological impact of knowing that for the rest of our lives, we will likely be seen as a threat and for that we may die? A MacArthur won't protect you. A Yale degree won't protect you. Your well-spoken plea will not change hundreds of years of institutionalized hate. You will never be as eloquent as Baldwin. You will never be as nice as King. So isn't it only reasonable to believe that there will be no change soon? And so those without hope burn. This black mother understands the fire. Black mothers understand despair. I can change nothing in this world, but in paint, I can realize her. This brings me solace, not hope, but solace. She walks me through the flames of rage. My black mother rescues me yet again. I want to be sure that she is seen. I want to be certain that her story is told and so this time, America must hear her voice. This time, America must believe her. One black mother's loss will be memorialized. This time, I will not let her go. I cannot sell you this painting. Those who dream so joy, what does that even mean in our world today? Well, for now, I think it means we turn back to the gospel reading that Priscilla shared, to listen to the song that Mary sung about a God that saw her, a girl child from a backwater nowhere village, as one capable of bearing God into the world, a world of oppression, injustice, poverty, and inequity. You see, I think the root of joy comes not in the circumstances in which we are living, but in the reality that the God of creation notices us, sees us, and deems us worthy to be God bearers in the world. The root of joy comes not in the circumstances in which we are living, but in the reality that God's work is incarnated within each of us as we say yes to being God bearers, making real Mary's song about God's dream for the world. This world is one where those cast aside are brought to the center, that the hungry are fed and the marginalized and forgotten are raised up. This world is where those who seek power over others are brought down to where the lowly are and equity emerging in human relations and throughout creation. This world where the rich who seek only to hoard resources, who lie and cheat and rob others of daily bread, experience emptiness and know the pain that they have caused. This world 
where black mother's pain matters and we seek to do no more harm. Yes, in such a world, joy then I think is an act of resistance. Joy is an act of justice. Joy is an act of moral imagination grounded in a God who sees in us the capacity to participate in making such a world a reality in the here and now. In a world that says selfishness, individuality, self-sufficiency, greed, and power are what matters, singing Mary's song through concrete actions of transformation is an act of joy that brings solace. But I think it also has the capacity to bring peace and hope to bear on the vast brokenness in the world. You know, Mary knew just how ridiculous her situation was. An unmarried pregnant teenager called to bear a child of promise through whom God would change the world. I mean, no doubt she knew how little account the world would pay her tucked away in the hill country of Judea, far from the courts of powers and influence. She knew how hard life was under Roman oppression. Yet when faced with the long odds of her situation, she did not retreat or apologize or despair, she sang. She sang of her confidence in the Lord's promise to upend the powers that be, to reverse the fortunes of an unjust world and to lift up all those who had been oppressed. And it is in such witness, in such work, that joy is sown. Now I turn back to gaze more deeply into Mary's face depicted in Pittman's painting. I see there now that she seems to be holding the contours of loss that she and so many mothers know when the dreams for their children are shattered by unnecessary and senseless violence. But I do believe she also holds the contours of her dreams for such a world. Pittman writes, I have this instinct to read the Magnificat alongside the first creation narrative in Genesis. And I imagine that Christ taking form in Mary's womb, much like I imagine all of creation emerging at the creator's voice. Jesus, the thread of creation is being knit together in her womb and God's dream for all creation is materializing as cell divide in her body all the while she sings of a dream still unrealized. Those who dream so joy. That is what I think it means in our world today. We're called like Mary to remember that God sees us and deems us worthy to be God bearers and that in the world of broken dreams, we are called to sing of a God who can bring new dreams to bear, even, even out of death. And we are called to magnify God, to make God visible exactly in a world such as this so that others' dreams can come to fruition. And at the end of Reverend Jim Lawson's sermon at John Lewis's memorial service a few weeks ago, he shared Langston Hughes's poem, I Dream a World. I dream a world where man, no other man will scorn, where love will bless the earth and peace its paths adorn. I dream a world where all will know sweet freedom's way, where greed no longer saps the soul nor avarice blights our day. A world I dream where black or white, whatever race you be, 
will share the bounties of the earth and everyone is free. For wretchedness will hang its head and joy like a pearl attends the needs of all humankind. Of such I dream my world. If you and I turn our lives to making real such a dream, picking up Mary's song, then I do believe we will know what it is to sow joy in a world such as ours. May God make it so. Amen. Let us pray. Hear us now, O God, as we await your coming among us. As your people we dream and wait. We wait for a generous world in which the hungry are filled with good things. We dream of a just world in which the lowly are lifted up. We wait for the fullness of time when your dream for humankind is complete. For now, we dream and we wait, and we pray for those we love, for this community of faith, for the world in which you have placed us, and for our own hopes and dreams. Fill your church, O God, with the righteousness of which Mary sang. Help us to show kindness and mercy to the poor and those who are oppressed. Give us the courage to work for systems whose aims are wholeness rather than exploitation, sharing rather than hoarding, ways of ordering human life that scatter the proud and humble the powerful. And let your church begin with itself by magnifying your goodness and blessings for all the world to behold. We pray for all Christians this day, for ministers and faithful people around the world who call upon you Encourage our leaders, especially our Bishop Grant and our Superintendent Jim, and keep us in faithful ministry with our sisters and brothers at Moor Park United Methodist Church and at the North Hills Hispanic Mission, for whom we pray across the district today. We pray for our world, for the environmental destruction and human suffering that are brought about by climate change and by natural disasters. Protect and preserve all who are in harm's way this day, endangered by perils both natural and human-caused. Guide the leaders of the nations in paths that lead to justice and to understanding. Bind together the people of our own land with a shared vision of your dreams for our great potential to do good in the world. O oh God, your mercy endures from generation to generation. Show forth your healing light on all of those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day, especially the increasing numbers who are affected by the coronavirus. Strengthen healthcare workers and physicians as they tend to the sick. Undergird with your hope those who are suffering and comfort those who mourn. We lift before you, O God, all the persons and situations that are found in today's published list as well as those who are known only to you. Fill with good things all those who live in need of any kind this day, O God of mercy. We pray all of these things, and we magnify your holy name 
as we recall the words that our Savior Christ taught to disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining in this time of online worship from First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. Remember that this service remains available for you to watch again or to share with your family and friends. Subscribe to our YouTube page and receive notifications of all of our future online events. Next weekend is an eventful one. On Saturday at 4 p.m., our church's third at first concert series continues with an online version of the Christmas Joy Concert. Choirs of all ages and our congregation's talented instrumentalists have been recording for weeks, and we hope that you'll join us at 4 o'clock next Saturday, or really any time after that when you feel like hearing some Christmas music. The following day, Sunday, December 20th, is a night of light in a world of shadows from 5 to 8 p.m. You're invited to make luminaria and then to display them in front of your home as a sign of hope during these dark days. Details about that event and its social media hashtag are available in today's bulletin. So please download today's bulletin if you have not already done so. It's our main way of communicating with you, especially during this time of separation. Please use the link that's found in today's video description. Today is the deadline for photos to be included in the Christmas Eve services. Details about that and much more can be found in today's bulletin. I hope you are receiving the church's emails on Wednesdays and on Saturdays. If not, please sign up at the church's website or let us know at this email address, connect at fumcpasadena.org. That is also the email address to use for letting us know about your life events, prayer requests, or any other concerns that you may have. Finally, remember the church's online giving website for your pledges, donations, and end-of-year giving. A link to that site may be found in the video description or on the church's website. We are grateful for your kind words about these online services and for your continued generosity in supporting the church. Be well this week, magnify the Lord, and don't forget to wear your mask. My soul is
As this time of worship concludes, may you have the strength to dream wild dreams of justice and peace with a joy that overflows. May you have the humanity to listen to the dreams of others, and may you have the conviction to return to this space next week, for our best dreams are those that we dream together. In the name of God, the original dreamer, Jesus, the dream come true, and the Holy Spirit who enables us to be those who dream, go in hope, go in peace, go in joy. Amen. <laughs>